to the Britain Yankees Craft Beer Podcast Annual Barley Wine Show. Now, this year, because of COVID, we've had to do something a little bit different. It really wasn't going to be great to get a bunch of guys into one room, all separated, and I didn't have enough cameras. So this year, we're going to be going around to each of the breweries, and then we're starting here with the glorious copper of Hop Vine Brewing, and my good chum, Mr. Ken McMullen, over on the other side there. Hey, Ken. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing great. I'm trying to look at this and not you who's right over there. Yeah, you don't want to look at me. That's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we have six barley wines. Uh, annually, we generally take them out and we've collected them over time. In fact, some of these I've had for probably 18 months. Um, the first one we're going to do is just Ken and I. Where we go next, I'm not entirely certain. It's going to be a kind of a surprise uh, podcast. But I've been wanting to try this one for quite some time. This is the Crystal Lake Boathouse Series Barley Wine. Now, they do several of these. Um, one of them actually will say 2018 on it. This doesn't say 2018. But it does tell me that it has been aged in a wet bourbon barrel. So they must have left it out in the rain. Um, and it's been in there for an entire year. Now I got this back in June of for this year. So if it's been in for an entire year, this is 18 months old. Does that sound about good, Ken? Sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. I'm going to crack it open. So I'm going to have to open it here and get my glass because I've only got one pair of hands. I noticed the top of that can is pink. Yes, it is. Does it, it have any it significance to what's in it? Uh, I bloody well hope not. I don't want a pink barley wine. I know, yeah, right? Something interesting. So here we go. Oh, it is coming out a very in. I got to be careful here because this has only got six ounces each. Look at that. Oh, if I can turn it around. There we go. That's looking pretty darn good, don't you think? All right, Ken. Here's yours. You got it. I got it. All right. Now, Crystal Lake Brewing. Um, they do uh, a considerable range of beers now, and in fact, I was actually in a Sam's Club this morning. You got enough there? Oh, give me a top up. Thank you. Lovely. <laughs> it's nice to have a hand. Um, I was in Sam's Club this morning, and they actually do sell Crystal Lake's boat uh, Beach Blonde. I'm sorry, their Blonde Lager. And so they appear to be doing quite well. I've had several of their beers, and let's see if this is any good. Now, Ken. You and I did a uh, barley wine with Riverlands. Uh, Wicked Googly. Mm -hmm. um, it was an English barley wine. I'm going to say this is an American barley wine, but ours was a lot less uh, dark. Is that because this has been in a bourbon barrel? Uh, it certainly could have gotten color from the barrel. I mean, it's a they're charred barrels, so certainly that. Stand up straight. Don't slow them. There we go. Good man. Oh, come now on! I got this nice <laughs> tank to lean on. That's no problem, just kidding. Um, what does it mean when they have a wet barrel? That means recently dumped, so it's still wet with bourbon. Oh, okay. Versus like this one that the camera's next to is dry. You see all the rungs or the, the rims are falling off. The, okay. And that's the bad. hoops. Because then it, when it's wet, obviously it expands. And when it's dry, it contracts. Right. right. Okay, cool. All right. Aroma. Well, I'm certainly getting the bourbon. How about yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty evident in the nose. Yeah, right. I get some caramel malts too, like the that rich barley wine, caramely. 
Well, let's mm. taste it. Okay. Enough of this chatting. Ooh, that is delicious. Wow. That's got some balls to it. That's got a lot of spirit, whiskey, you know, bourbon character in there. It, well, it is warm going can down, too. you check on the uh, can? Because I don't have my glasses, and let me know what the ABV is. I'll bet you this is 11. 10? 10.5. Wow, 10.5. Well, uh, our wiki googly was 10, so this tastes a lot more boozy. Um, is that because it's been in a barrel? Yeah, I've, I've been to uh, barrel aging seminars where they say that a, a barrel can contribute as much as like one and a half to three percent more ABV yeah. to a beer, you know. Well, um, this is fantastic. Um, when you're making a barley wine, and obviously you have because you had input to, wow, I can feel it going down. Yeah, <laughs> it's tasty though, man. I love this. I'm glad I had a bagel this morning. <laughs> um, we, you know, there's a secret to making a barley wine, and what is your opinion of what that is? Well, a long boil helps, uh, develops more of that caramel, you know, the caramelization of the wort, and um, concentrates it, makes it, gives it a little more of that thick, viscous mouthfeel that Which you're looking for. What, yeah. And I think some of the ones that we have on tap that we're well, not on tap, they're all in bottles, um, are long, you know, they've long been in their bottles, at least a year, I think, for most of them. Uh, one of them I've had since September in a screw top crowler, which is going to be interesting to taste. And we'll have that one a little bit later. Well, thank you very much for kicking us off. Are you going to come with me to some of these breweries? I'll try as much as I can. Yeah, I'd love to. Good be fun. And so uh, here we are at Hot Vine. I'll say cheers on the Hot Vine side. You can do it on the side of your thing there. Oh, hello. Sorry, I hit Ooh. the cable. Hit it on the side of your what's it? This? Yeah, there you go. That's oh, pretty. That's mm. How about we do a cheers in, in between? Look, here, I'll stick it out. And Got it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the next one. Yeah. All right, Ken. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Good start. We're brewery number two. And believe it or not, behind me is an empty workforce brewing down in Plainfield, Illinois. And I'm very, very happy to say that with me over there is the brewer and owner and all around good guy from workforce brewing, Mr. Brandon Wright. Hey, Brandon. How's it going, everybody? It's going great. Now, with me is my co host. Mr. Ken McMullen. But what I have to do is I have to move, because we're socially distancing here and we're wearing masks, I just have to move it. And there he is. Ah, oh, doesn't he look sad as sitting out on his own? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a, that's a nice little scene there, man. Yeah, green, look at that. <laughs> got a barrel here. <laughs> right, so the beer that we have today is rather an exciting one. Now, a couple of years ago, we all got together at Riverlands Brewing at one of our barley wine shows. We had a crowler of a beer from Migraine Brewing that was brewed by our good chum, Dan Rosenberg, who was one of the members of Pale, I believe. And these guys here 
are also founder members of Pale. And the barley wine that we tasted and found actually to be the best one, we have a bottle of it that Ken has found and it's called Our, oh, I've got to say, there we go, Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration. I'm not quite certain what that means. What does that mean, guys? You Brandon. really don't know what that's from? That, no. Oh! Blues Brothers! There you hey, go. Hey, thank you very much. much. John Gray. There we go. Migraines and <laughs> now, it is a bottle, so I'm going to pass it over to Brandon and I'll have him do the honors of opening it and uh, awesome. pouring out the samples. So, whilst he's doing that, Ken. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Pale and how it got going and how it got started. What does PALE stand for? So PALE stands for Plainfield Ale and Lager Enthusiasts. It's a homebrew club that started at Limestone about 11 years ago, I think, 10 or 11 years ago. And um, we used to get like 70, 75 people at the meetings. And um, we're still, you know, back when we were meeting before the pandemic, we were still pulling in about 30, 40, some of the, the last couple of meetings before the pandemic, it was like 50 or 60. Yeah, it's it's been a really successful, popular club, and uh, a lot of pro brewers have come out of it. I think we did a collaboration a few years ago, Brando. That, yep. And I want to say we had like Brandon? 18. We had like 18 pro brewers that wow, once that's pretty members. cool. Yeah. All right, well let's. I'm back again. Oh look, I can get us both in. How's that? We are quite. Right. There we go. That's good. I don't have to move it. Um, he's poured it out. Let's take a look at it. Now, I would say one thing that Paul Brandon doesn't have it. Hey, keep the noise down back there, will you? <laughs> Brandon doesn't have a sense of smell. He does have a sense of snow. Non-COVID related. Okay, non-COVID related. Yeah. yeah. And I believe it's something to do with allergies and you're going to go and get it fixed. But we won't go into that right now. So. Anyway, what do you think about this beer that we it's poured out very dark? Ken, where's this been sitting? It's been in my closet, in my beer closet in my house. Mmm, let's smell it. Well, all but yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a I'll give it a taste here in a second. Okay. Oh my. Now a barley wine is going to last usually no matter what. Uh, we are at the brewery, they are working back there. Apologize, we're active brewery going on yeah. at the moment. This brewery is a working brewery. <laughs> so, um, wow. Usually you look for those rich toffee, kind of caramel notes. Uh, you know, that, that boozy note has always got to be there. Uh, that's kind of those characteristics. Depends if American barley wines is a little hoppier. Your English barley wine's going to have more of that toffee, kind of rich, I mean, you know. Yeah, preach it to the choir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's, that's us, English toffees. Yeah, I'm more of an American barley wine person. I'm a hop, hop nut, but I really, really like a good English. And I'm not really sure. I can't remember what, what this is a couple of years ago, what this one was. So, Well, it's it's intended to be an English barley wine. Um, it's pretty potent. <laughs> so my question Easy. is, do you know how much, what is the ABV on this? Uh, I think it says on there. Mmm. Oh, I want to say this 11. is point one or okay. Uh, this is deep. This 11, is dark. 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Are you getting like stone fruit major? I get a lot of like that, like plum, like 11 and a half. That's not bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a caramel plum cherry kind of mixture of dark fruit. 
Mm. Stoke fruit. Chariot, too. That's, a lot of cherry. I, mean, I got that, too. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's definitely got all it's that boozy, spicy. It's almost like a Christmas pudding, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, incidentally, that would be really good poured over a Christmas pudding. Now, would this would this inflame like it does with brandy on a Christmas pudding? No. no okay. It's not enough. I don't know what the percentage is when it starts flaming, but it's like forty. Okay, that's very <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, Brandon, we could get it there. We could we could do do a couple things to tweak it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you made a barley wine yet? Uh, we have actually. Yeah, we've uh, we've done a few of them. We do. Uh, Kind of a semi-regular one called Inflatable Space Habitat, and uh, it's an American style. Uh, we did do a unique version this last fall. Uh, we got grapes from our friends over at Sable Creek Winery, which are in our building, mm -hmm. and we transferred the barley wine, uh, the hot word I should say, out of the kettle onto about 800 pounds of Cabernet grape must. So we kind of tried to do a barley wine into a wine hybrid beer. Uh, and we let that rest for a few hours. Uh, we weren't using our cool ship to try to sour it at all. We were using it as an infusion vessel. So for that, we uh, yeah let it rest for a little bit, transferred it into stainless steel, and fermented it. And it's an incredible beer that's just this, you know, it's it's true hybrid style. It's like got the beer notes, it's got the wine notes. Uh, we're real happy with that one. That's our latest one that we have on tap. Oh, you got it on tap? We do. Well, damn it, we should try that as well. <laughs> and to give you some pop. Okay, well, how do we rate this? Um, over the, This must be, what, three years old? Two, yeah, between I, two to three. I think it's two to three years old. Two There's to three years old. on a bottle, and COVID's got us all messed up. But It's really, really good. And I know we when we had the one that was off draft in a crowler from Migraine, um, it was... <laughs> It's just excellent. This is just taking it up a yeah, step I, or two. I know really the, glad the way it. he did that. We, we brewed. I think he's got a ten. It mm, was a ten uh, barrel system. Uh, there. But he he brewed a full batch, and then we mm -hmm. we bottled a bunch of bottles for pale members. Okay. And then we got that as part of our, as part of our membership. And I think I'm right in saying that Dan is no longer at Migraine, right. so don't go there looking for him. But if you find out he's brewing somewhere else, find it because he's a great guy. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Um, I'd love to do a clank, but we have plastics. So um, it's all together now. One, two, three. Clink. 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 Let's do that again. All together now. One, two, three. Clink. clink. <laughs> I love it here. Let's see if we can get some of the workforce one. We are doing Workforce's barley wine. I have it here. It is caught, and it's got one of these really cool labels that they always have. I'm not quite certain what that is on there, other than an abstract picture. Maybe Brandon will tell us. But this is called Inflatable Cool Ship Habitat. My question is, did you do it in a cool ship? Uh, we did, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was, uh, it was a real fun project to work on. Um, I'll pass it to you so you can take it and open it and give us samples. Was it inflatable though? Yes, we. Uh, it was one of those like big. We purchased a few Menards rafts. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Ken, you could do that. Uh, float around in beer on a raft? No. Well, you could you could get a cool ship and then you know inflate it and then you can oh, make. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could do that. you got plenty of room. No, yeah, our <laughs> friends from uh, the winery next door, uh, they pressed a bunch of grape skins for us, and we used that uh, to kind of infuse the beer, and it was, it, was, it was cool. So, yeah, we take the hot wort out of the kettle straight into the cool ship. Thank you. Uh, that goes on to 800 pounds of uh, Cabernet grapes, and it gives this beautiful kind of wine red color. Uh, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, it's it's very fair. you get a lot of like you know, so the the pressed grape skins have all the seeds and the stems in them. Mm-hmm. Most produce a lot of tannins, mm-hmm. so the beer has a, a really interesting tannic quality, almost oaky in nature, and it's very dry, bone bone dry. So it's a really kind of cool beer. It's a little different than you normally think of a barley wine. It's a sweet, rich like English barley wine with all that coffee, uh, um, yeah. toffee and kind of caramel notes. Uh, this is more on the American side of the grain bill that we used. And we used Nelson solvent hops in it too, which uh, helped New Zealand. some of that. Yep, yep so, absolutely. Yeah, Fantastic. It's just a, overall, real interesting beer to, beer to work on. And for me, I, how, how do you do your beers if you can't smell? I can still taste. So you can taste the beer and know what it's got, the aroma is going to be like. Or do you have a, do you have somebody who's a professional nose? So we uh, utilize all of our staff here, and uh, my wife Amanda, you know, they all can have a great sense of smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just for the last eight years, fortunately, I've had some sinus issues that I'm working through now, so we're trying to figure that out. This is completely different to any barley wine I've tasted. I'm getting, not getting the dryness too much, I'm getting a lot of tartness. You get a little, the tartness the comes straight out of those grape skins. And that's what it tastes like. Some sort of grapey, I don't know if it's grapey, I guess it is. I'm not a big grape guy, but Ken, comments. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's sweet, but at the same time, it does have that tartness, which is kind of crazy. And and aroma-wise, I'm getting like a little bit of, like a... It's like a little of funk. So, if you get, if you like, notice on your tongue, after you take a sip though, where those tannins are, it's it's dry on your tongue. But like, okay, press your tongue to the roof of your mouth. That's dry, unlike a normal like barley wine would, would have that sweetness kind of yeah character. It's dry like a like a wine finishes. Right, correct. And when you're putting your tongue on the hem of your mouth, go take it <laughs> off again to talk. Right, yeah. So um, I, I want to know more about the inflatable cool ship. <laughs> no, we I, went straight to the moon. <laughs> seriously, the the cool ship though. Um, I, I mean, how long did you have it in there? Uh, only uh, about an hour, hour and a half, two hours. So we. Uh, so we weren't looking for bugs to, you know, when we do cool ship beers, spontaneous fermentation, uh, we're utilizing the outside microflora mm-hmm. to uh, inoculate those beers instead of actually pitching yeast into it. Mm-hmm. With this concept, we wanted to use that cool ship as more of the infusion vessel, large open vat to dump all those grape skins in. So beer, you know, we, ferment, uh, we, we boil it at 212 degrees. We transferred it out of the kettle into the cool ship on the grapes and we let that cool down to 180, so you're still at pasteurization times, uh, so that we don't have any wild microflora that, that could, you know, take over the beer. 
Uh, from there, that's where we transfer it into stainless steel, our standard fermenting vessel, and we uh, added our uh, West Coast you know, Chico Ale strain that we use for a lot of our other meals. That's what finished that product out and uh, fermented it, actually. Now, you don't have a spigot on the side of the plastic thing, do you? Although inflatable. <laughs> I don't. So how do you get it out? Is it like, you know, you put we a... use a pump. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> we I did, don't do we this We didn't shit. actually <laughs> use an inflatable uh, uh, bathtub. We used, uh, we have a stainless steel cool Okay. They have a real cool ship. Okay. <laughs> oh, damn, now you've spoiled it all. Come on. <laughs> he said that he got the raft to float around in it. That's yeah, well, yeah. I used the raft in the cool ship to paddle a bass fish. So, yeah, so the bugs were basically anything that is in your environment right now, which is like, like natural stuff floating which around. Which is what we use for our spontaneous fermentation. We don't okay. use that in this beer. But there would okay. have been yeast on the on the wine, on the leaves. Uh, no, not at, uh, you know, 212 degrees when we transfer But it. you transfer in there, it kills all that. kills everything, yep. Welcome to Brewer's Talk. <laughs> you know what uh, it's been an absolute pleasure we have to move on to our other five beers uh, barley wines that we've got this is like no barley wine. I'm assuming it's got barley in it hence a barley oh, wine yes. yeah. I, I, I get the barley wine background do you and, but you definitely finish with the wine character and that tartness is. A it was like, incredible is... when the beer came out of the kettle it's that barley wine amber color like really you know just got that almost a brown. When it goes in on 800 pounds of grapes, it like instantly transformed because there's still moisture in those grapes. You know, yeah. touch. You know, they've been pressed, but there's still some. And mm. that heat kind of like re-swells those up. And then as we transfer off, the color that comes out, we're like, this is insane. This isn't what we just put. Like it's a there's a transformation that happens in that cool ship, which is really really cool for us to watch. So. Fantastic. Right. Oh, sorry. So it's very tasty. Very tasty indeed. Um, in fact, this is very unique, so it's not going to be like any of the other barley wines, I'm sure, which is what we expect from Brandon. Keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> and it's really we'll good. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. I, did I ask you what the ABV was on this? Uh, it's just under 10%. Just under 10, so we're down a bit. So, okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. And thank you, Ken. Thanks, Brandon. And we do it again. One, two, three. Clink. See you at the next brewery, guys. Hello, everybody. We're at another brewery. This time, we've come a little bit west of Plainfield, but we stopped short of the Fox River. We're in Oswego, and where else? We're in the fire station, which used to be a fire station, but is now Oswego Brewing Company. And with me is my co-host, Mr. Ken McMullen. How you doing, Phil? Good morning. I'm doing great. And standing next to him is head brewer, Mr. Mark Wilson. An award-winning brewer, I should say. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, Phil? Great to be here. Good, thank you very much for coming on to our um, barley wine show. Uh, because we're going around to individual breweries 
and tasting the barley wines. Instead of getting five or six different people into a one room, we're trying to be a little bit socially distanced here. All right. And I know that you have some rules in Kendall County, which is where we are, about having to be six foot apart when you're inside and all the rest of it. And, sure. and I think we are. There we go. Yeah. We're about six we're doing foot pretty apart. Good. There we go. There we go. You know they say that when you put your arms out, that's about how tall you are as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Except my, my other arm doesn't reach down at the bottom, it doesn't go down. <laughs> anyway, enough said, on to our next barley wine. This time we are going to try one from outside of suburban local breweries. We're actually going to head to California, but Chicago as well. Because what have we got but Lagunitas. Would you care to hold the bottle up, someone? There we go, thank you. It's Lagunitas gnarly wine. Now this is a nod to macro brewers, which I think Lagunitas probably is. Um, they're wholly owned, I think, by Heineken now. Heineken, yes. Uh, Tony McGee started it up back in the late 90s, right? No. Sometime in the 90s. Yeah. Sometime yeah. in the 90s. Did you know it? he actually started in a place called Forest Knowles? which is right next to Lagunitas, but he liked the name Lagunitas, but he kept it. And then he moved to Petaluma, which is where they are now. Then he came to Chicago, because where better to brew beer but Chicago? Crack it open, boys. All right. All right. And uh, Mark has, if you can like get close to the camera and do that, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. He has a Nevins Brewing Company opener, because that's where he used to work. And. Ken is wearing his Limestone Brewery, which what Nevins was before it became Limestone. So anyway, this one is what I'd like to call our budget barley wine. What do you know about barley wine and Leganitas? Mark, well hang on, he can't say anything. Because if you notice, we have microphones. <laughs> so he's away from it. Let me ask Ken. Ken, what do you know about that? Uh, well, I know you said First of all, I have to correct you. You said Nevins became limestone, but it was the other way around. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'll correct that. <laughs> uh, Tony McGee was from Chicago, and that's why he came back here. It's because he's from here. Yeah. And uh, ah. oh, I've I been to Lagunitas out there. It's quite a place. It's a beautiful place. Uh, awesome brewery, awesome bar, a lot of fun. It's big, like the one down here, right? It's not. It's it's different. It's yeah. like a. It's kind of like a farm, really. I mean, there's a bunch of different buildings, and it's right in the middle of Napa, Napa County. So it's beer in the middle of the wine Napa, country. Anyways, it's in the wine country, so yeah, it's surrounded by wine. Yeah, Russian rivers, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, what goes better, grapes and hops, right? That's yeah. good. Anyway, let's talk about the barley wine. Now, I see this is quite a cloudy barley wine. Um, barley wines, filtered, unfiltered. Opinions, Mark. Uh, unfiltered. It's a it's a darker beer, or at least caramelly colored. Um, a little bit of sediment haze is it's not a big deal. We're more focused on the flavor than the aesthetics on the most part. Good idea. All right, we'll drink it. I've had my first sip. Now, as I said, this is a budget barley wine because I think the whole bottle. I'll reach in there to get it. There we go. A nice little close up. That I think was only about eight ninety nine. Something like that. They're fairly bad. cheap. And you are getting an 11, oh hang on, 10.9%, 10, 10 not 11. There we go. Makes all the difference. What do you think about it, boys? Who wants to go first? Getting a really nice butterscotch flavor out of it. Um, I had a lot of caramel, a lot of toffee. Yeah. Um, definitely malt on the nose. 
Uh, the body, to me, is pretty light for most of the barley wines we've been tasting. Yeah. It is one of these beers that I think you probably want to share with somebody because I'm getting a lot of booziness in it. Sure. It's got a bite at the end of it. I think, I think on the most part, like it's a, it's a style that's evolved a lot over the last probably decade. I think this much feels much more like a early 2000s, early to mid 2000s barley wine as opposed to the, some of the barley wines we're drinking today that are much bigger bodied. And, uh, it's not quite that old, but I did buy it back in summer of last year, so it's sure. probably been on the shelf for a little while. And I have to say that when I looked on beer menus, there was only three places that had bottles of these available now. So it must be a seasonal thing. Yeah. Well, quite nice. Now, Mark, nice. Whoa, whoa, go ahead. No, I was going to say nice for eight ninety nine. That's Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's kind of the Lagunitas pricing, though. They're, yeah. Their sixers and four packs are always cheaper than what, other beers. They're hop stupid, too. They used to come in bombers. That, that was like a five ninety nine bomber or something like that. Yeah. Double yeah, IPA. I mean, Lagunitas, they're famous for their IPA. And now they're doing non-alcoholic beers. They're doing a hot Benet, I think it is called, something like that. And uh, I've, I've tasted that. It's quite nice. I mean, it's not like an alcoholic beer, but sometimes you don't always want that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's any way to do a non-alcoholic barley wine. What do you reckon, boys? Mm -hmm. Not worth it. Wow. It'd be okay. tough to get that body, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so this one... About 10% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. How would you get that body? Yeah. So, um, do we give a thumbs up to this? I think the value for money is right there. Although I think it, I think it's got a few, I wouldn't say rough edges, but it's not as smooth as some of the ones I have tasted. How about you? No, I, th I think this one comes across more more on the American side of barley wine than the, the, the English style, because it does have a little bit more of a hot character to it. I think the hot character is a little oxidized on it. I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. But I, to me, the American American barley wine is it's a little bit edgier because of that hot profile. And speaking of American barley wines, we couldn't come to a brewery unless we found out if the brewer actually did a barley wine. Mark? Yes. As luck in the script would have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna reach in and pull this one, which is called That's my baby. Which is a, well, why am I talking about it? Mark, tell us what it's all about. It I'll leave you open that, by the way. You're going to go and rush and get three more glasses. Sure. Right. There'll be a short pause whilst he goes and get three more glasses. Me and Phil are going to dance while we're waiting. Well, he's going to dance, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so Mark is back. And now he's going to open the beer. All right. Beautiful. Oh, I love it when there's a little bit of that it's CO2 steam that comes off the two. Is that off the top? Is that what I call it? CO2 steam? Sure. Can I hold one of those up for you? Certainly. And then you can no. pour it in there. As long as I keep it steady. All right. There we go. All right. I'll take that one then. I'll put this one down. Oh yeah, I'm still holding mine. So. Boy, now I just picked that up and the waft of barrel that came to me was incredible. So tell us all about this beer whilst we enjoy the work. So, um, 
this recipe is based off of a recipe that I brewed when I was over at Nevin's Brewing Company, um, which at that time happened to be a gold medal winning barley wine at GABF. Uh, I brought the recipe over here and brewed it up and put it in some uh, bourbon barrels. I don't remember exactly what bourbon barrel I put it in at the time. I bet you it was Heaven's Hill. It was Heaven Hill or whatever. <laughs> Or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but what came out of the barrel was, was beautiful. I Dude, this is delicious. Yeah. This is amazing. So the aroma, even though it wafted when it was far away, is quite mild, I think. It's a mild aroma of bourbon. In fact, it's not, it's not an intense bourbon. Right. How long did you say you had this in there? Uh, it, was in a, it was in a barrel for about a year. Um, but that's what I really like about it is it's not overwhelming on the bourbon. Uh, the, the barley wine really shines through well, I believe. There's, there's still those really nice caramel toffee notes that you want to expect in a barley wine. This is brewed more in the English style of barley wine, so it doesn't have those, those rough edges of the hop notes. It's got a better accent. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, and absolutely. Now, I'm going to say this, this with this. all due respect to the fine folks at Lagunitas. This is like having two different beers, and this is oh, a oh. fantastic. Bill, if I can flavors. interrupt you, this oh, is a. Oh, hang on, I, he's going to interrupt. I do me. have a, a, a shout out. So we, I got the barrel wrong completely. It's a whiskey acre barrel. So shout out to the guys at Whiskey Acres. All right, we're making excellent whiskey and barrels to put the and whiskey acres is that and out in DeKalb out in DeKalb okay right out uh, Westway yes yeah this is delicious well you're talking about the the whiskey not overtaking the beer it's like melded really well with it so I get like even bready malt notes coming off of this blending it's, with the whiskey and it, there's a little heat from the alcohol but yeah it, it's, it talks about the caramel and the toffee man you get that and each I'm sure that as this warms up, this will become fantastic. Um, what this do you reckon? Delicious. How, how, what temperature should you have a barley wine at in order to get that flavor right off the bat? Because I'm sure everybody keeps it in the fridge, right? Right. I think at the, the 45 to 50 range gets you a really nice, it really opens up all those flavors that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah so, cellar temp is like 45 to 55, so anywhere in there. Okay, cool. Well, this is absolutely excellent. So we've had actually a couple of bonus beers. When we were down at uh, uh, Workforce, Brandon pulled out his, and now Mark has pulled out his. Do you have bottles of this available still? I do have bottles of this oh, available. Right. So make sure when you come into the tap room, ask for that's my baby barley wine, the barrel-aged version. Oh yeah, I have bombers of that available. So tell us, um, before we wrap this up, and, and I'm gonna give a thumbs up to the Lagunitas one, but I'm like, if I had it, I'd give two thumbs up to the other one. How many thumbs you got going up? Uh, including the Oh, he's got a leg going up. <laughs> foot thumbs. <laughs> um, so what has Oswego got going on? Because the last time we were down here, as you look out the front of Oswego and I look over that way, I'll take a picture of it and show you. There used to be nothing, and it used to be the Fox River. Now, it's an enormous great apartment building, so you've got a built-in audience right there. Yes. So what are you going to have ready for them coming up in uh, April? Oh, we've got lots of exciting things coming up here. We, uh, we recently did a collaboration with our friends at Flight Bottle Shop in uh, downtown Yorkville uh, for a, uh, an Italian-style Pilsner. 
and we're looking at that uh, for early April release. Uh, this week we have some fresh, fresh of our Haze, Haze for Horses IPA. That's coming out, uh, canning that tomorrow. We also have uh, our Pickin' series, which is a fruited sour series that we do. Uh, and this week we are canning up uh, Pickin' Blueberries, which is a blueberry and lemon um, uh, fruited ale, uh, sour ale. I had the Pickin' Raspberries, which I thought was excellent. So really excited about the Pickin' series and, and gonna get that going. Um, we have a collaboration with our friends at Riverlands next week to make a, a super dry lager. Um, so I'm really excited about doing that. It's a, basically a rice lager, so. Oh, interesting. So we'll be doing that next week and look for that in early May. Uh, yeah, that's just a little bit what we have on our docket right now. Very cool. Very cool indeed. All right, well this is a tremendous beer. Thank you so much indeed for sharing it. Um, I, I'm terribly sorry to Lagunitas to have overshadowed your beer, but this is a darn good one too. Um, it, look for it. If you want something really cool uh, in the American line, go for this one. Uh, are we able to reach in and do a clang? Sure. Yeah. I think so. Everybody, one, two, three. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. All right, Ken, get in your car. We gotta go down the next brewery. No, that's walking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this, these morning podcasts, bro. Okay. Don't let them know that we did this at eleven o'clock in the morning. Eleven twenty. Cheers. Thank, Thank you, you Mark. Thank you guys for coming out. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Mark.